live from beyond the Beltway, this is Jeannie Ives sitting in tonight for Bruce Dumont with our weekly analysis of national politics, featuring occasional injections of rumor and innuendo, all offered up by our panel of political insiders, pundits, power brokers, public servants, professors, and most importantly, plain-speaking Americans from coast to coast. Tonight, featuring commentary by Joe Morris. Dean Nelson, Michael Coolidge, and Charles Thomas. Our program tonight is coming to you from our home base, AM 560, The Answer, WIND Radio in Elk Grove Village, Illinois. Our phone lines are now open at 1-800-723-8289. That's 1-800-723-8289. So, Gentlemen, welcome to the program. We have Joe Morris with us. He's a partner in the law firm of Morris and De La Rosa, a former assistant attorney general of the United States and currently the chairman of the Heartland Institute. Dean Nelson comes to us from Maryland, where he is lives. Um, he's the VP for government relations for in Washington, D.C. for uh, its human co- coalition, correct, Dean? Coalition. You got yes, it. Human... You got it. Yep. He's also the executive director for the Network of Politically Active Christians and an ordained minister with the Wellington Boone Ministries. He's also vice chairman of the Frederick Douglass Foundation and the former national director of Global Outreach Campus Ministries. Gentlemen, thank you and welcome to the program. Listen, uh, here's the deal. The midterm elections are just 23 days away, and in, in most, if not all, states, voters are already going to the polls or receiving their mail-in ballots. Decisions are being made every single day right now. This is an election. <laughs> Make no doubt about it. The Republicans have been waiting for since Biden took office and signed 17 executive orders on his first day in office. So the question that's going to come to you after I give you a little more information here of what I'm thinking about I want you to be able to answer what's on the ballot. What is on the ballot when voters go to vote? It's not just a name on the ballot. It's something entirely different that's on the ballot, in my opinion. Uh, But let's go back to those 17 executive orders, because I think for a lot of people, the results of those those executive orders are on the ballot. And they were some doozies canceling the Keystone XL pipeline. Uh, which was just months from completion and would bring crude oil to refiners in the U.S., forcing the U.S. to rejoin the Paris Agreement on Climate, extending deferrals for deportation of illegal immigrants, eliminating border construction, forcing schools to let biological males compete in female sports. He hit every divisive issue one could just hours after speaking of unifying the country. And now, after 21 months in office, the stock market has last lost over 20% of its value, and most experts think the decline has not stopped. Inflation's at a 40-year high. The president botched the withdrawal of troops in Afghanistan. Over 2 million illegal immigrants have flood, flooded across the border. Invited by Biden's lack of enforcement, military recruitment is in the tank because who wants to work in a woke environment when you signed up to be a warrior? ACT scores have dropped to the lowest level in 30 years. The country is $31 trillion in debt, not counting entitlements, and crime is up across the nation. There is literally no good news. So what are voters going to do when they go to the polls and what's on their minds? Uh, Dean, what say you? Well, thanks so much, Jeannie, for the opportunity to be on the program. The Frederick Douglass Foundation right now throughout 
oh, half of our country is knocking on doors, up to a million doors, uh, engaging with voters. And uh, you hit a number of the things that are on the ballot for many of these. So people in Pennsylvania, it is definitely crime and education. People in Georgia are definitely thinking about the issues of inflation. Uh, so there are a host of things that are on the ballot, but I think the old adage of the economy stupid certainly is uh, not going away. And we see that as a reality as people are talking about these kind of issues across their kitchen table. Okay. And and Joe, do you, do you think that that's true? Is that the case? And And by the way, let's talk about should that be what's on the voters' minds? There's a lot of things to talk about here. Well, there are, and I think Mr. Nelson's exactly right. The items he's hit are, are certainly hot button issues coast to coast. Um, obviously, as the late, great Tip O'Neill once said, all politics is local, and, and uh, local names are on the ballots uh, everywhere. There are no national can- candidates this year. That doesn't mean there aren't national issues, and there are national issues. Mr. Nelson has hit some of them. You've hit some of them, Jeannie. I think that the hot button national issues are crime, the border, inflation, energy, and abortion. Uh, I think uh, the Democrats have tried very hard to nationalize the abortion issue. The astonishing thing to me about that issue is that so many of our conservative Republican colleagues around the country, I, I'm an unabashed pro-lifer, did not seem to be prepared with a with a field strategy when the Supreme Court, after 50 years, finally did what we've been begging them to do and overrule Roe versus Wade. The Democrats seem to have a very powerful, focused political strategy dealing with the abortion question, trying to make this election a referendum on that question. I'm not sure that, that my conservative Republican colleagues around the country have been prepared to, to answer that you know, straight up. But on the other issues, I think they cut solidly in favor of conservatives and Republicans around the country. Um, and uh, there is an October surprise that I'll add to the, the list of issues we've already been talking about. And that's the question of a nuclear holocaust. You know, suddenly we have uh, Mr. Putin threatening a nuclear war. And the question before the American people is, uh, is in no small measure, are Joe Biden and the Democrats up to parrying that threat? Uh, is there a danger that they will not rise to the occasion and handle that threat in a way that will keep Americans safe uh, in the short term and for the long haul? Well, there's a lot to digest here and just the opening statements that you two have made. It's, it's really remarkable that um, I, I do believe I believe that politics is, is very local. However, I feel, believe that the national narrative is what many of the much of the media talks about. And so that's what permeates permeates people's minds. So locally, sometimes they seem oblivious, oblivious to what's going on or they can't even in many cases tell the difference between a state representative and a representative for Congress. They don't know. So. It's, it's confusing to them, and they are definitely following national issues. They see what's happening in their pocketbook. There's no doubt that the, the economy is going to be on the top of people's mind. There's no doubt that crime will be on the top of the people's mind. But, but to the larger national issues that are going on, and I know this is more a local issue, the local election, although you have Congress people that are getting elected too, and senators. Um, let's be clear here. We, we, we are having one of the biggest scandals in the history of the United States unfold. And I'm talking about the whole Russian collusion uh, debacle, the Durham investigation, the idea, the thoughts now that came out that um, they af- offered Steele, Christopher Steele, a million dollars to prove that the dossier was not a fake. The fact that they had Dushenko on the, the government dole for $200,000. And yet... 
everything that he did was was directed by the Clintons to collude uh, in order to destroy the the, the uh, Trump campaign. I mean, this is a huge national scandal. The FBI is a huge scandal, and I don't think it's on voters' minds at all. I agree with that, Dean. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I was going to say, as as one who lives here, you know, in the Washington D.C. area, and is knowing that right here in in uh, in Alexandria is where that case is, you know, being determined. Uh, I will tell you, a lot of people are unaware and oblivious. I mean, okay. there are people who know the president and they, you know, are concerned about what's happened to him. And to the degree that they are in, you know, involved with what's going on with him, they, they're paying attention. But I, I tell you, most of the people that I'm talking to are not really thinking about how serious that issue is. OK, we're going to come back and get Joe's response to that after the break. Thank you, gentlemen. At Jersey Mike's, you can elevate any sub by getting the juice. Red wine vinegar and an olive oil blend. It's how a Jersey Mike sub gets its exquisite zing and how bites get boosted. The juice adds a certain something extra, an exclamation on top of the freshly sliced meats and toppings, the kind of exclamation you can eat. Order Jersey Mike subs on our mobile app and get delivery right to your home or pick up from your nearest Jersey Mike sub location. Jersey Mike's, be a sub above. Going back to school as a working adult doesn't mean you have to sacrifice a high-quality education. Purdue University, a top 10 public university, took its innovative thinking to a new level when it created Purdue University Global for working adults. Discover innovative, practical ways to earn your degree online and advance your career. Purdue Global has already awarded more than 1 million credits for prior learning, which means you can save nearly half the cost of your bachelor's. See how close you are to finishing your degree at purdueglobal.edu. That's purdueglobal.edu. One in three adults has prediabetes. One in three. That means it could be you, your football buddy, your football buddy, or you, your best man, your worst man, you, your dog walker, your cat jogger. While one in three adults has prediabetes, with early diagnosis, prediabetes can be reversed. Take the risk test at doihaveprediabetes.org. That's doihaveprediabetes.org. Wait, did they just say one in three adults has prediabetes? That's 33.33333% of adults. That means it could be me, my boss, or my boss's boss, or me, my favorite sister, or my other sister. That's seven members of my 21-person romantic book club. <gasps> Wait, the one in three could be me, my karaoke partner Carol, or ugh, my karaoke enemy Jeff. I'm going to take the risk test at doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its pre-diabetes awareness partners. Matthew. Huh? Oh, sorry. It's okay. I just need you to listen to me. I know that a lot of times, Mom, it might not seem like I'm listening to you, but I am. I hear you. And what you say really does matter to me. I mean, let's be honest. No kid likes rules, but I get why we have them. I hear you, and I know it's because you care. All the talks we've had over the years, including what you've told me about not using alcohol and other drugs, they stick with me. And believe it or not, they really do make a difference, especially at times that matter most. Hey, want a drink? No thanks, I'm good. So thank you, Dad, for talking and preparing me for what's ahead. Thanks, Mom, for never giving up and always being my biggest fan. Thank you for letting me know what you expect so I can try to meet your expectations. Thank you for talking. For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs, 
visit underagedrinking.samhsa.gov. Welcome back to the program. We've got Dean Nelson and Joe Morris on with us today. And, uh, uh, Joe, we were just headed to you to answer the same similar question. I mean, we've got uh, FBI invasion of personal homes on pro-lifers, uh, the in- invasion on Trump's home and others. It, nobody cares? No, 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 that doesn't seem we've got the entire uh, Russian collusion debacle that uh, it, it obviously shows that the FBI has been corrupted for probably the last four or five years. Uh, that does not seem to me. I think it's like one of the biggest scandals that I've ever witnessed in my entire life. Uh, but I, I don't see. I don't. I don't see that that's ranking in voters' minds when they go to the polls. Jeannie, it's hard to understate the importance of the issue. If if what we think happened happened, then there was an effort by the national law enforcement community and the national intelligence community acting together, colluding together to control, to affect the outcome of the 2016 election. They tried to shoot down one of the two major national candidates, Donald Trump. It was an extraordinary abuse of power, highly illegal, a threat to the constitutional order that far exceeds the circus that took place on Capitol Hill on on January 6th of 2020. Um, It is is a, a calamity in which Members of Congress, I start and I I don't end with Adam Schiff, told blatant falsehoods to the American people in in the context of uh, their purported investigation of of the so-called collusion. And the American news media, for the most part, aided and abetted the lie. It was a huge lie. Lots of people care about it. But as with the case of abortion, I think the the Republican Party as as an organization, as an institution, coast to coast has not done a very good job of framing the issue as one that's in front of the American people when they cast their ballots in a midterm election for members of the Senate and the House of Representatives. It's as if uh, it, it's as if it, it they wait for, you know, at best for the cycle to turn to a presidential election and that let, let, let the presidential candidates deal with the issue. I think that's a profound mistake. Uh, what we have in front of us is um, at the same time this is going on, at the same time, we're soft peddling the question of the 2016 effort to undermine the Constitution. The Democrats are playing a great game, a brilliant game, with their their January 6th committee investigations, yep. and and nobody is particularly pointing out how that is a stacked deck. It's a it's a kangaroo court in the sense. You you, have, you notice that in most serious trials, in most serious Senate investigations, go back to Watergate. There were serious Republicans on Watergate who were presenting the other side of the case, cross-examining witnesses, presenting counter witnesses. And by the way, when when the counter case failed, then the country came together. The Republicans on that committee joined the view that there was something wrong with what Mr. Nixon had done. And when and when that when that situation came to an end, there was a there was a national consensus. At least people felt that there'd been a fair effort to get to the truth of the matter. There's no fair effort to get to the truth of the matter in the Russian collusion allegation. Republicans are asleep at the switch at the national level in terms of framing this. It's not a nationalized issue. The Democrats have weaponized it brilliantly. And yet, Jeannie, because there are all these pocketbook issues that we've surveyed tonight, inflation, uh, and the energy problem, uh, uh, the, the threat of new taxes, and the, the question of a nuclear holocaust that the Democrats don't seem to be able to manage, Republicans still, despite themselves, have a fabulous chance 
uh, to affect the national narrative and win some important elections uh, this year. Uh, it, is, uh, it is not the fault of the American people that the issues have not been properly framed for them. It is the fault of the institutional Republican Party. And yet, despite themselves, uh, this is a serious horse race this November. I, I couldn't agree more. Uh, I mean, the fact that, that the Democrats in this state, and by the way, I, I, I sit here in Chicago, um, the, you know, listening to this, uh, doing this program from there. Listen, uh, you cannot get more extreme abortion law than you have in the state of Illinois. And yet they're, they're asking to it to still be center issue. <laughs> when we are fiscally a disaster, our state is in a fiscal, we're bankrupt. We're literally bankrupt. You know, we owe more than we than we take in and all that all the time. So um, they are, have actually been able to say that abortions on the ballot in the state of Illinois, which is ridiculous. A dean, you, you've got kind of a, a bigger look here because you are actually working with teams of people that are going to voters doors. Uh, what are you telling people? What are you, what are the issues that you're presenting to voters uh, in this midterm? Well, I do want to talk briefly about the abortion issue because I think that um, our colleague tonight, uh, Joe, is 100% correct. You know, there was a lot of reason to believe and to know that through the Dobbs case that we would see uh, Roe v. Wade to be overturned. And Republicans were caught, I think, in many ways, those who were elected, particularly at the federal level, were caught uh, just almost like unawares. They didn't really have a response. And I'd like to look at this um, from a standpoint of very practical issue, I'm grateful that we are a, we are 50 states, right? And we have these small states that can experiment in Texas, where earlier we had uh, the Heartbeat Act that withstood constitutional scrutiny. The Supreme Court said, yes, this, this particular piece of legislation can stand. Um, in that state, what they did prior to passing the Heartbeat Bill, they actually appropriated monies that was there $100 million for women who were seeking abortions. They knew that there was going to be an issue. So what they did is they at least prepared to say, hey, look, we don't want abortion, but at the same time, we want to do something to help women who are seeking abortion because they think that that's their only option. So in Texas, everything passed. They had that. The sky is not falling. Texas is still functioning. The abortionists are leaving the state because they the, even though they say what they want to do is to serve women, the reality is, is that they want to perform abortions. That is their business model. And I think that at the federal level, we should encourage our elected officials to go on the offense to state what Democrats are advocating is what is in the same league as, as China and, and North Korea. I mean, abortion yes. on demand up until the moment of birth, that is something that two th a third of Democrats do not support. And so I think that they need to go on the offense and to talk about the extremism of what the Democrats actually want at the federal level and talk about what the solutions. I think that what Lindsey Graham, as I close, I think what Lindsey Graham did, I think really was helpful because at least it set a standard by which Republicans, so people at least knew, hey, Republicans are simply saying, uh, agreeing to the same state uh, proposal that um, that Mississippi had that the Dobbs case affirmed. And so I feel like that we need to at least affirm that, get that off the table, and then talk about these other issues that are extremely important to the American people. So that's interesting, Dean, because there's an awful lot of Republicans, and I've even talked, I've even spoken with some of them running for Congress who feel like Lindsey Graham put them in a trick box by even bringing up 
the, the notion that you would have a 15-week ban of abortion at the federal level, thereby uh, an, an issue that they want to take off the table, that they want to be able to say, well, I can go back and tell people that it's now up to the states. I'm not running for a state position. And so um, I don't need to really respond to you on whether or not I think Lindsey Graham's idea is a good idea. It's a state issue. Well, now he's put it up there as a federal, as a federal idea. <laughs> yeah, and, and now and they're upset idea. about it. So even the Republicans, back to you, Joe, you're right. They they couldn't capitalize on this and basically say why. Uh, you know what? France has an even more restrictive standard than 15 week, and you guys can't agree. Like go on the offense, Joe. Take this off the it, table. It, it is. It is ast- I I agree entirely with Dean. It's astonishing that Republicans were not prepared to go on the offense when the Supreme Court reversed uh, Roe versus Wade. The Roe versus Wade was a terrible decision. It's, it's so bad. I, there's only one other decision in the history of the Supreme Court that strikes me as being as bad as Roe versus Wade. And that's a decision that comes to mind when I look over Dean's shoulder and I see that portrait be, behind him of one of my heroes, Frederick Douglass. That decision was was the Dred Scott case. The Dred Scott case was a, was a case in which the Supreme Court federalized an issue that should have remained a state issue to begin with. Uh, and that was the, that was the question of the Fugitive, Sla- Sla- the Fugitive Slave Acts. Uh, you had states across the country that wanted to outlaw slavery and wanted, and wanted, as a matter of state law, to confer freedom on African Americans who made it into their states, while the, the problem of slavery was still being debated at the state level in, in the slave-holding states. And the Supreme Court said, no, coast to coast, you have to enforce, state law cannot refuse to enforce the Fugitive Slave Action. State laws may not treat African Americans as citizens, as a matter of federal law. Now, here in Illinois, Jeannie, where you and I are, there is this lie being broadcast about about the Supreme Court's decision in Dodd. We're hearing Democratic politicians in Illinois saying, this is the first time in our history that that, that a right has ever been taken away from people. We're all accustomed to rights being granted to people. This is the first time a right has ever been taken away from people. Well, no, that's not true. There's one huge conspicuous exception in American history when a right was taken away by the federal government from people, and that was the right to own slaves. I put this in the same category with the right to own slaves. The right to murder babies is a right that is as, as, as debatable at a minimum as the right to own slaves. And, and, and that should be the moral framework uh, from which Republicans are coming coast to coast, there are there there ought to be a lot of middle ground. I mean, this is this is uh, uh, this this may not be in, in the contemporary culture as easy an issue as the prohibition of slavery ought to have been. Mm-hmm. But but it, there, there is, as Dean points out, the question of, of of abortion without restrictions right up until the moment of birth, and maybe a couple minutes after birth, in which it's still permissible. I think didn't Gavin Newsom maybe decide actually recommend infanticide at some point? I think that he mentioned that recently. So yeah, I, I, that's it's where a, they're headed. That's where they're headed. Listen, right. in, in in Illinois, they they are they are getting a Planned Parenthood mobile bus to go around the perimeter of Illinois, so that those pro-life states, those people that want modest restrictions on abortion. Those, those people can just come on over, hop, hop across the border, and get your abortion on a bus. It's just outrageous. Uh, the fact that we're talking about it when I think Republicans want to talk about other things, it is an issue. It is on the ballot. Uh, let's be honest with it. Question coming back after this break at the bottom of the hour is, is Trump on the ballot? Let's talk about that one.
goodbye, bench press. Adios, squat rack. Fare thee well, kettlebell. Hey, Kellen, need a spot? No, Jake from State Farm. I'm just saying goodbye to my pricey gym membership. What? Don't give up what you love. State Farm has options like insuring your home and ride with great rates on both. Nice. Hey, can I buy you a protein shake or a granola bar? Or... For surprisingly great rates, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Call or go to statefarm.com for a quote today. Going back to school as a working adult doesn't mean you have to sacrifice a high-quality education. Purdue University, a top-10 public university, took its innovative thinking to a new level when it created Purdue University Global for working adults. Discover innovative, practical ways to earn your degree online and advance your career. Purdue Global has already awarded more than 1 million credits for prior learning, which means you can save nearly half the cost of your bachelor's. See how close you are to finishing your degree at purdueglobal.edu. That's purdueglobal.edu. It's a bully, but we aren't afraid of a fight. It's elusive, but our focus never fades. It's deadly, but we were born to defeat cancer. You may not have heard of us, but our work has helped millions impacted by cancer. We are the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. We are leaders in advancing breakthroughs in immunotherapy, genomics, and personalized medicine. This research saves lives. After 65 years of fighting blood cancers, we've arrived at a game-changing belief. The cures for cancer are in our blood. The drugs and treatments we've developed for blood cancers have helped people affected by many different types of cancers. We are the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. Beating cancer is in our blood. Learn more at LLS.org. If you talk and they will hear you. We all want our kids to grow up safe and healthy. So we show them how. And we tell them with honest conversations that let them know what we expect. Not just one time, but every chance we get. That's especially important when it comes to alcohol and other drugs. Kids not only need to know the dangers and how to avoid them, they need to hear it often from you. And when it comes to pain medications, opioids, they need to know that they should never be taken without a prescription and never shared with friends or family. It's dangerous and illegal. So talk with your kids and guide them through the challenges of growing up safe and healthy. Because when you talk, they hear you. For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs, visit underagedrinking.samhsa.gov. So talk, they hear you. You can do it if you try. Welcome back. Bottom of the hour here. Dean, could you just take a few minutes and introduce yourself uh, your, and tell us a little bit about your organization? Thanks so much, Jeannie. Yes, so uh, Dean Nelson, I serve as the chairman of the Frederick Douglass Foundation uh, and the Douglass Leadership Institute. The Frederick Douglass Foundation is our C4 entity. We have chapters in about 20 states around the country. We advocate for righteousness, justice, liberty, and virtue. The Douglas Leadership Institute is our sister organization that is a C3. We do programmings primarily on strengthening the black family, supporting common sense criminal justice reform, economic opportunity, and educational choice. And I'm grateful to be on your program. Thanks so much for uh, allowing me to be on tonight. Thanks for coming on. Joe, how about you? Introduce yourself a little bit more there. 
Jeannie, I practice law in Chicago, and I serve pro bono publico in leading a number of organizations. One of them, as you mentioned, is the Heartland Institute. Uh, another uh, is the Lincoln Legal Foundation. Uh, I, I am uh, delighted to be in the room with you tonight. Well, thank you. Um, okay, so the question coming up is, you know, the Democrats would like Trump to be on the ballot. I think Obama disagrees. Recent reports say that uh, he's offered advice about President uh, Donald Trump, and he's essentially saying, telling Dom Democrats to stop obsessing over the latest, quote-unquote, quote, la latest crazy thing Donald Trump does, and instead focus your energy on issues that impact voters most directly, like inflation and gas prices. Um, I, <laughs> you know, I watch politics everywhere, and I, I'll tell you what, they still want Trump to be on the ballot. So is, is he a factor in, in this election? And if so, is it just just in certain areas, or is there a broader consensus that Trump matters? He certainly mattered in the primaries. He racked up a lot of tick marks for people that he endorsed. He was very proud of that. But is he a factor, a big factor now in the general election? Joe, what, what say you on this one? Well, certainly the Democrats have tried to make him a, a national factor. They, they try to use Donald Trump as a wedge issue to divide Republicans from Republicans. Um, they think that the, 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 there's a case to be made for making the traditional Republican territory, the su suburbs, uh, the votes of uh, the, old, the old soccer mom phenomenon and so forth, make that a battleground. And, uh, and they believe that, uh, that as a result of the post-election uh, November 2020 uh, issues, uh, ranging from the, his intervention in the Georgia uh, elections through the, through the January 6th affair and the a failure to show up at the uh, inauguration of a successor and so on and so forth, uh, that, that that has left a bad taste in, in, in the mouths of a lot of people who surprised them in 2016 by turning their backs on Hillary Clinton and voting for Donald Trump. Um, they they hope to win some of that those constituencies back and playing the negative Trump card, they think, is a, is a, is a powerful way of doing it. I think Mr. Obama's advice to them is correct. I hope they don't listen. Because the, the, the more they, they focus on Donald Trump, the less they're focusing on things that I think that really matter to people. And, and people are hurting because of inflation and because of the rise in energy prices, because of conscious decisions that the Biden administration has made to suppress American domestic production of energy. And now we face you know, the bizarre situation where Mr. Biden is walking around hat in hand, begging the Venezuelans, begging the Iranians, begging the Russians to increase oil production, uh, to lower the price, the cost of oil, and to, and, to, and to provide fuel to America and America's friends around the world, when if Mr. Biden would simply reverse his own foolish energy suppression decisions, uh, the United States could once again rise to the top of the world's producers uh, of energy, meet our own needs, and have plenty left over for export. Well, listen, I mean, quite frankly, I'd love it if the Democrats tried to fo focus on crime and inflation because they'll get slaughtered at the polls if that's what's on people's minds when they go there. I mean, Dean, again, back to you. You've been doing some battleground work. Uh, and what are the voters uh, telling you out there? Because, listen, you've got 40-year high inflation. Uh, th that does, the, and everything's reversed, literally, in 21 months since Biden took office, 21 months ago almost to the day, everything in the nation has declined, absolutely everything. Everything is more chaotic, more disruptive, 
more worrisome for people's futures. Um, so I, I want to really like hone in on this. How can we, I mean, is this what voters are going to be really punching for? Because the polls don't indicate in many, in many cases that uh, the Republicans are going to win. And that's concerning to me. Yeah, no, it should be concerning. But to, to your question, um, there's no question about it. Uh, President Trump is on the ballot. I think, though, candidates should do uh, or take a, a page out of the playbook of Governor Glenn Youngkin, who uh, ran you know, just a, a year ago uh, and did have support from uh, the Trump supporters there in the Commonwealth of Virginia, but he skillfully was able to emphasize the issues that were important to not just Republicans, but to independents and to some uh, Democrats and to use some of the things that President Trump used. And that was, again, speaking directly to the voters about what was important. And we saw uh, a historic win uh, in the Commonwealth of Virginia, which uh, Glenn Youngkin is now uh, the governor, but he listened to uh, the voters and they saw things that were taking place in the classroom that they had no idea where it was happening. And he took advantage of that. Uh, and I believe uh, as I'm looking at some of the polling numbers and as we go door to door, particularly in Pennsylvania, that's a big issue. Uh, it's come up again just recently, just last week in the Commonwealth of Virginia, where a, uh, a state delegate uh, trying to go to the left of her primary opponent has basically said she's going to offer in the state legislature in January. This is um, uh, Delegate Guzman. She's going to offer legislation that would criminalize parents that went against the decision of their child if their child wants to become transgender. So I think that those are some of the things that highlight to me that um, we can skillfully uh, use some of the uh, the momentum from Trump voters uh, and parlay that into issues that are important to people and hopefully see some wins for Republicans in Congress. Oh, that, that's very interesting. Uh, now, I will say Ras, uh, Newsweek reported that 82 uh, percent of Americans rated inflation as extremely or very important, followed by crime at 72 percent, elections and voting at 70 percent, jobs and unemployment at 68 percent, and immigration at 67 percent, uh, then followed by transportation, energy, infrastructure uh, at 56 percent. You know what? I don't see, I don't see education. And I'm kind of shocked because 2021 and Youngkin's victory in Virginia was all about parental rights and education and the explosion of what was exposed in Loudoun County, Virginia, is really what, you know, I think um, it helped, helped definitely Youngkin win. Now, a couple things here before we go. We'd love to have some callers weigh in. What do you think? Why, why are you going to the polls? What's important to you? Uh, the phone number here, 1-800-723-8289, 1-800-723-8289. Tell us what you're thinking, Joe, about this issue of education. I mean, certainly it was a, it was a big issue, and then all of a sudden the masks came off, right? And exactly. you had a lot less people going to the school board meetings. I've been at the school board meetings. I've seen this firsthand. All of a sudden, they, they, like, w- w- wait a minute. ACT scores at a 30-year low. There's a whole lot more to talk about with education, and we don't seem to be capitalizing on that either. 
Dean's exactly right. The, the Youngkin uh, uh, playbook uh, ought to be the, the, the basic manual that Republican candidates for various offices around the country are looking at this year. Uh, people came, moms and dads sitting at home during the pandemic with the kids going to classroom on devices like we're using tonight uh, on you know, Zoom platforms and similar kinds of electronic platforms, sitting around the corner in the, in the dining room, hearing what was going on in their kids' electronic classrooms, realized for the first time firsthand with their own ears and their own eyes what crap they were getting from, from public schools around the country. And they were horrified at the poor, not, not only the poor quality of the education, but also the, the, the uh, attempt to propagandize their children. And they rose up. And, and the Youngkin campaign made that a front and center issue in Virginia. And the Democrats walked into it, pressured to walk into it, forced to walk into it by the teachers unions so that, that the Democratic candidate for governor had to say, I think parents should keep their hands off of education. That was, that was a pouring gasoline on the sentiments of parents. Well, that same horror coming out of the pandemic ought to be driving Republicans in discussion of the crime issues. Uh, I, I, I hear African-Americans talking to me in Chicago, saying to me things like, you know, yeah, the January 6th riot on Capitol Hill was a circus, but that didn't really affect it. Nobody seriously thought that was going to change the outcome of the election or overturn the Constitution. But what has really affected my life were the 2020 riots, the BLM riots and the and the failure of prosecutors, the 75 uh, uh, prosecutors who are committed to defunding the police and not prosecuting serious crime here in Chicago, in Los Angeles, in Portland, San Francisco, 75 of them around the country who are, who are not protecting victims of crime. And in big cities, the vast majority of victims of crime are African-American voters. If Republican candidates around the country were focusing on the protection of people, putting their, their, their focus on the rights of people in the street, you know, I think a lot of African-American voters will wake up and say, there's something wrong in this picture. Somebody's not yep. caring about the, my welfare and the welfare of my family. Well, and, and I you think, know, if you just yeah. peel off, I yep. say, if you peel, peel off 4%, 5%, 6%, 10% of the African-American votes in major cities, you turn elections around. Well, keep that thought in mind because um, I want to get back to this in the last segment that we have with you all. And uh, this is what's on my mind. It's the idea that, that there, there's lawlessness and there's two sets of standards, and you can apply that to almost every single issue that we are facing at this point. So uh, we're going to come back to that. We've got one segment left. Uh, stay tuned. And the call-in number, 1-800-723-8289. Going back to school as a working adult doesn't mean you have to sacrifice a high-quality education. Purdue University, a top 10 public university, took its innovative thinking to a new level when it created Purdue University Global for working adults. Discover innovative, practical ways to earn your degree online and advance your career. Purdue Global has already awarded more than 1 million credits for prior learning, which means you can save nearly half the cost of your bachelor's. See how close you are to finishing your degree at purdueglobal.edu. That's purdueglobal.edu. At Jersey Mike's, you can elevate any sub by getting the juice. Red wine vinegar and an olive oil blend. It's how a Jersey Mike sub gets its exquisite zing and how bites get boosted. The juice adds a certain something extra, an exclamation on top of the freshly sliced meats and toppings. The kind of exclamation you can eat. Order Jersey Mike's subs on our mobile app and get delivery right to your home or pick up from your nearest Jersey Mike sub location. 
Jersey Mike's, be a sub above. This is the story of a very special woman. In a matter of seconds, she turned herself into a great mathematician or an entrepreneur. Her knowledge was limitless and still is. She could also make monsters disappear, especially those that lurked in the shadows under the bed. Once, this woman put back together a teenage girl's broken heart, which had been shattered in a thousand pieces, just by giving her a bear hug. She masqueraded as a regular person at work, but as a superhero at home. Everyone knows her as Gabriella. I still call her mom. Your hero needs you now, and AARP is here to help. Find the care guides you need to help, complete with tips and resources, at aarp.org caregiving. A public service announcement brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. When it comes to vaping, the truth can get clouded. So let's make it clear. Vaping is not safe for kids, teens, or young adults. It's just not. Because vaping can put microscopic particles into your lungs. And dangerous things like metals and volatile organic compounds into your body. And nicotine, the same highly addictive substance found in regular cigarettes. Nicotine can harm a person's brain development through their mid-20s. Affecting learning, memory, attention, and impulse control. And priming the brain for other addictions. Vaping products also come in kid-friendly flavors that can make them appealing to youth. And many kids also use other drugs, like marijuana, in vaping devices. With appealing flavors, high nicotine levels, and lots of promotion on social media. Many kids think vaping is harmless, but it's not. So talk to your kids about the risks of vaping, because when you talk, they hear you. For more information, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. All right. Welcome back to the program. Hey, listen, Bruce wanted me to mention to his listeners that um, he is in the hospital for tests. So uh, that just didn't know if he wanted that disclosed, but he told us, yes, let everybody know that he's in the hospital for tests. And I think he does expect to be out within the next couple of days. So that's great. Hey, while we're at it, we do have a caller on the line. This is Andy from Austin, Texas. Andy, welcome to the program. You're on Beyond the Beltway with Jeannie Ives. Hey, enjoying it. Listen, I'm in Austin, well, Austin area, north of Austin. I'm just amazed that uh, I, I guess that my Governor Abbott, who I approve of in, in many areas, must be following the polls that education, you know, didn't show high. But I'm thinking the way the poll asked the question, if you just say generically education, that is just such a cliche word. Nobody ranks it high. But I went and saw Alan West outside the Round Rock School uh, District where at a closed school board meeting where they sent officers to arrest parents weeks after they tried to speak at a meeting and and Alan West showed up but Abbott just has this lukewarm uh, I, well I agree with vouchers but he's never made it an issue I mean other states are far ahead of the Lone Star state and I think he would Abbott would destroy Beto O'Rourke especially in the Hispanic community if he would bring up vouchers. I, Catholic, Catholic uh, pro-life people are being attacked. Uh, Catholic churches are being spray painted, and they're trying to make Catholic children uh, 
you know, I'm Protestant, but I'm just saying that's a mighty force when they try and make Catholic children transgender, take away the rights of the parents to to stop them from being uh, drugged and operated on. And I just think that following that poll is ridiculous. I, I mean, when you have a school district in the Lone Star State uh, that was once known as a conservative, Round Rock was in Williamson County that's known as being, you know, hard conservative, uh, arresting parents for trying to speak at a meeting, seriously? You know, I, I don't see, I, I wish he would quit counting beans, Mr. Abbott. And uh, every time he does a conference call, and it's nice that he does those, he calls the list of his supporters like us, does a conference call, and he never speaks on it. I've tried many times to dial in, and, and my question about, about vouchers is never discussed. So he's joined the news media in blacking this out, blacking All out right. the whole education. Well, hey, Andy, you, you okay, raise thanks. a great point. It's a really important point. I, I'll say this. It's, it, it also deals with parental rights, whether it's parental Thank right to, for notification of abortion, whether it's parental rights on not uh, getting your, your, having your kid transition behind your back at these schools. These schools are out of control. Joe, what do you got to say? I agree. Andy, Andy's putting on, on, on the same point D has, really. The, 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 the question of parental rights, in education and other things cuts across every religious, every racial grouping. It's something that mm -hmm. all parents, everybody who's concerned with children and grandchildren and so on, care about. And that question of parental rights uh, cuts to the heart of, of what ought to be framed by conservatives and Republicans on the one hand versus Democrats on the other as the cross-cutting issue. Who's looking out for your rights? Who's Are the Democrats looking out for your rights when they're saying within 10 years we're going to kill the fossil fuel industry in this country? Who's being protected by that? Uh, is, is that? is that really where public opinion is in terms of the climate change concern? We want to force poverty. Uh, we want, want to force joblessness on people in this country because, because of, of those kind of hyperventilating concerns uh, about the long-term future of climate change, which may or may not be driven by these uh, anthropocentric theories. Uh, it, the, the question of who's looking out for your rights, who's protecting you in the streets, Who's looking out for your rights as a parent? Who's looking out for your rights as a job holder? Uh, are the kinds of issues that Republican leaders around the country ought to be emphasizing? And Andy's exactly right. I think if they did, there would be people coming, surprising constituencies, stepping forward to support. Yeah, we're just not talking about it at the national level. The con congressional candidates aren't talking about it. Or they will occasionally, but it's not be like a signature issue. Dean. Um, you know what? We've got about two minutes left in the program. Give us give us an idea because you are there, Ground Zero, Virginia, 2021, where this was the defining issue of the campaign. And I also want to know from both of you gentlemen: Is this just a was that just a one-off election, or will this actually have be able to catapult us to a more conservative agenda in the nation if we rally around parental rights? So, yeah, if there was one good thing that came out of the horrible situation of COVID and the pandemic, it was that parents got a chance to see what was going on in the classroom. We don't have to just talk about Virginia. We can go back the last gubernatorial cycle in Florida where we saw uh, Governor DeSantis defeating an African-American candidate by getting huge amounts of votes from black mothers that said, 
no, I want school choice for my son. And if this black candidate is going to take that away, I'm going to vote against him. I believe exactly what Andy and Joe have said. In some states, you do have strong teachers unions, like in Virginia uh, and in Texas. But I believe that the more that we highlight this issue of parental rights in education, we can only go up if if we have Republican candidates that are bold enough, like um, like uh, Governor DeSantis and uh, Governor Youngkin, to talk about it. Well, I think that it may be the defining issue that catapults DeSantis to possibly a presidential election in just a couple of years. Okay. We'll see. Yes, we'll see. Joe, do you have any final thoughts here? We've got about thirty seconds left in the program. Thank you both of you for joining me. I really appreciate it. Republicans made a historic contribution to the advancement of our country in the middle of the 19th century by standing up to the power of slaveholders. Republicans here in the first quarter of the 21st century have, a, have an opportunity to make another contribution to civilization by standing up for parents and ordinary people against the power of teachers unions, other overreaching public sector unions, and Planned Parenthood. Uh, Republicans ought to seize that opportunity and make history. Terrific. Well, thank you again, both of you, for joining me on this program, uh, this first hour of the Beyond the Beltway. Listeners, stay tuned. Coming up next, we have Michael Coolidge and also Charles Thomas. Charles Thomas, professional journalist since 1973 and chief political reporter for ABC7 News in Chicago. He has recently endorsed the Republican governor in the state of Illinois, and we want to know why. Going back to school as a working adult doesn't mean you have to sacrifice a high-quality education. Purdue University, a top 10 public university, took its innovative thinking to a new level when it created Purdue University Global for working adults. Discover innovative, practical ways to earn your degree online and advance your career. Purdue Global has already awarded more than 1 million credits for prior learning, which means you can save nearly half the cost of your bachelor's. See how close you are to finishing your degree at purdueglobal.edu. That's purdueglobal.edu. Goodbye, bench press. Adios, squat rack. Fare thee well, kettlebell. Hey, Kellen, need a spot? No, Jake from State Farm. I'm just saying goodbye to my pricey gym membership. What? Don't give up what you love. State Farm has options like insuring your home and ride with great rates on both. Nice. Hey, can I buy you a protein shake or a granola bar? Or For surprisingly great rates, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Call or go to statefarm.com for a quote today. At Jersey Mike's, you can elevate any sub by getting the juice. Red wine vinegar and an olive oil blend. It's how a Jersey Mike sub gets its exquisite zing and how bites get boosted. The juice adds a certain something extra, an exclamation on top of the freshly sliced meats and toppings, the kind of exclamation you can eat. Order Jersey Mike subs on our mobile app and get delivery right to your home or pick up from your nearest Jersey Mike sub location. Jersey Mike's, be a sub above. 
Today, millions of people all across America are building a life in recovery from addiction and mental illness, helping themselves and helping each other with friends, family and community lending their strength and support. Join the Voices for Recovery. Together, we are stronger. For 24-hour free and confidential information and treatment referral for mental and substance use disorders for you or someone you know, call 1-800-662-HELP. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. No word in the English language is less convincing than probably. Are you sure we should get matching tattoos on our first date? Sure. Um, we'll probably stay together. Probably? <laughs> it's been 23 minutes since I ate. I can probably swim. Uh, you should wait 30 minutes. Mm, okay, now tell me what to do. Cannonball! Cramp! Oh, I have a cramp. I can probably hit the green from here. Probably. Can I get a mulligan? Ready to go? Hey, are you sure you're okay to drive? Yeah, I'm pretty sober. Yeah, I'm probably okay. Probably okay isn't okay, especially when it comes to drinking and driving. If you're drinking, call a cab, a car, or a friend. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message brought to you by NHTSA and Ad Council. I'm live here with you at the WIND studios in Elk Grove Village. Uh, joining me in the second hour is uh, Michael Coolidge and also Charles Thomas. Now, Michael is a former Army officer, syndicated radio show host for 14 straight years, a former congressional candidate and now spokesperson for the People Who Play by the Rules, a political action committee which exists to support gubernatorial candidates and candidates for local offices, especially school boards. Uh, so welcome, Michael. Charles Thomas. Charles, you're famous around here in our territory. You've been a professional journalist since 1973, culminating as the chief political reporter for ABC7 News here in Chicago. So welcome to the program. I'm excited to uh, have you on. The first hour, we talked extensively about the election, what's on the ballot, how do we, how do we think people are voting, uh, and, and really, really, I, I'm very happy, Charles, that you're here with us uh, and our viewers. And I think that I think you have an interesting story to tell because you have recently come out and uh, vocalized and been on commercials now uh, your support for the Republican candidate in this gubernatorial uh, contest here in the state of Illinois, which is a, sort of a blue state, should be much more purpley based on uh, if you just look at economics and crime and and, and other things, parental rights, uh, the, the COVID lockdowns. I mean, the state's been a disaster. And I, I feel like this is a conversation that could, we should have from a national perspective as well. You've been in media for a long time. You know the lay of the land. You know all these politicians. And I think you're best able to kind of tell people how you feel about what's been going on in our country. How have minority voters been taken uh, granted for in, in many election cycles, and why now are you making a switch? Okay, we're having a little problem hearing Charles right now. 
So Michael Coolidge, uh, Charles, when you get your volume going here, we'll figure that out on the fly, hopefully. Um, okay. I mean, I... Michael, oh, what do you... Did I just hear uh, Charles or no? Not sure. I'll just say I've met Charles twice now and, of course, watched him for years on ABC7, and uh, he's fantastic, and the, the ads are fantastic, and... He's done uh, a couple of other things for uh, people who play by the rules pack, the organization that I am the spokesman of. Of course, the president of it is Dan Proft. And uh, I think Charles's story uh, is just great and how he is able to connect with people and has his entire life and the insights he has into uh, the Chicago, uh, especially the Chicago area voting. I mean, those viewers and listeners who, who don't know Illinois politics, Cook County, the second biggest county in the entire country, other than uh, Los Angeles County, 70-some-odd uh, percent of this state lives in that county. And they say if a Republican can get 20%, just 20% of the Cook County vote, they can win a statewide election. And that's happened... A couple of times in the last 20, 30 years. We've had Republican governors. We've had Republican statewide officials. And uh, this year, in this election, we have a chance at uh, having a Republican governor because the current Democrat governor, J.B. Pritzker, is competing really, really hard with uh, Gretchen Whitmer and uh, Kathy Yokel and other terrible, terrible governors we have in this country. Gavin Newsom, another one. Uh, to see how bad he can be uh, with the state of uh, finances in our, our uh, the state of Illinois and the mask mandates and his complete overreach on that and uh, just the, the complete lack of attention he's paying to crime and the scourge we're having here in this state. And uh, there are various polls out that have J.B. Pritzker ahead, but there was a recent poll in the last uh, couple of weeks, actually, that shows that uh, Darren Bailey is within striking distance of beating uh, J.B. Pritzker, which would absolutely shock the country. I, I, I say that it's very similar to the uh, voting block of New Jersey, where you almost had a Democrat governor get beaten by a uh, Republican upstart there last year. Uh, I think Darren Bailey has a shot, and, and, and not just because of what Darren Bailey brings to the table, but... Uh, really the absolute incompetence of the governor of Illinois, J.B. Well, listen, I, I think and that, I know Charles yeah. has more to say about yeah. that. Yeah, Charles, sure. are you back with us? We got your volume yet? Uh, are we still working on it? Maybe uh, here's a you could probably unplug headphones and just go straight to your computer as well. Sometimes that helps. We'll work through that. Well, I, th I think, Michael, I think this is a very interesting issue because, one, I think it's a referendum on the incumbents. And I think that's a lot of choices that people are going to the ballots. And, and honestly, call in if you have a, if you want to talk about your own um, estate and what's going on. Uh, we have callers across the nation that call into the show. It's 1-800-723-8289. But uh, while politics is somewhat local, and we discussed that last yesterday, uh Listen, there's there's big national issues that are uh, people are focused on, from the, the inflation issue to um, to crime and crime. Crime is what's out of control in Chicago. You've got you've got 
you've got crime that's uh, you you know multiple percentages uh, greater in terms of murder, carjackings. Uh, I know that your PAC put out a an alarming ad uh, that was just featured on Fox News. Uh, you know of a woman just walking down her leafy green leafy street in Chicago, uh, attacked out of nowhere by yeah. three thugs, and uh, it, it, it was we call it the scream ad because it's just her screaming in the ad. It, it is that's all they had to do. It is so insane. I, a, a neighborhood I used to live in. I used to live two blocks from this neighborhood where this woman on a beautiful Sunday afternoon, uh, accosted by four or five, uh, you know, thugs who who tried to attack her. And by the way, we have no idea what the race is of the thugs. We cannot tell by the video of it. That didn't stop the governor of Illinois and the mayor of, uh, of Chicago calling uh, our PACs ad uh, racist and, uh, you know, um, just beyond the pale and all that kind of stuff. And then people uh, had this whole hubbub about, well, is, uh, is it a um, was her permission asked? Uh, you can't see who this woman is. She's still completely anonymous. People completely missing the main point of the ad, which is to sort of wake people up that this sort of awful, awful crime isn't something relegated to the rough neighborhoods of Chicago anymore. Well, it's listen, happening what, everywhere. What, yeah. Well, when Starbucks safety has, act thing, yeah. it's going beyond yeah. the whole uh, behind the city throughout the whole state. Well, when Starbucks has to start to, to leave their signature spot, uh, Seattle, where they were created uh, because of crime, and you, you've got a problem there. And when you start to see places like Washington State move, you know, actually have a competitive Senate race at this point, you know something's coming up. You know something that is, is alarming people, and definitely crime is on the ballot uh, this time. Okay, we're going to take yes. a break now and hopefully get Charles back in to the conversation. Bye, bench press. Adios, squat rack. Fare thee well, kettlebell. Hey, Kellen, need a spot? No, Jake from State Farm. I'm just saying goodbye to my pricey gym membership. What? Don't give up what you love. State Farm has options like insuring your home and ride with great rates on both. Nice. Hey, can I buy you a protein shake or a granola bar? Or... For surprisingly great rates, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Call or go to statefarm.com for a quote today. Going back to school as a working adult doesn't mean you have to sacrifice a high-quality education. Purdue University, a top 10 public university, took its innovative thinking to a new level when it created Purdue University Global for working adults. Discover innovative, practical ways to earn your degree online and advance your career. Purdue Global has already awarded more than 1 million credits for prior learning, which means you can save nearly half the cost of your bachelor's. See how close you are to finishing your degree at purdueglobal.edu. That's purdueglobal.edu. I'll be here to hear what's on your mind. Kids want to share what's going on in their lives with the adults around them. Parents, grandparents, teachers, coaches, and more. They want to know you're listening, and they want to listen to you. They want your input and guidance early and often on all kinds of topics. 
When it comes to a serious subject like underage drinking, they want to know your expectations, as well as how and why, as a young person, they should avoid alcohol. How you talk about it will change as your child grows, but the important thing is to talk about it. Not just once for an hour when you think the time is right, but in 60 one-minute conversations and more that are part of your everyday talks. For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. One in three adults has pre-diabetes. One in three. That means it could be you, your football buddy, your football buddy, or you, your best man, your worst man, you, your dog walker. Your cat jogger. While one in three adults has pre-diabetes, with early diagnosis, pre-diabetes can be reversed. Take the risk test at doihaveprediabetes.org. That's doihaveprediabetes.org. Wait, did they just say one in three adults has pre-diabetes? That's thirty-three point three 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 percent of adults. That means it could be me, my boss, or my boss's boss, or me, my favorite sister, or my other sister. That's seven members of my twenty-one person romantic book club. <gasps> Wait, the one in three could be me, my karaoke partner Carol, or ugh, my karaoke enemy Jeff. I'm gonna take the risk test at doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its pre-diabetes awareness partners. Well, welcome back to Beyond the Beltway, Charles. Are you with us? I'm with you finally. Oh gosh, we can hear you perfectly. This is great. So let's just bat it right back to you. I mean, you have a, you've come out in the open now. Uh, you are saying that uh, you know your your people, blacks, they need to take. And I actually hate to do that. I don't like to divide people that way, but folks do. Um, you're saying they, they they need to take another look at who they're voting for. Uh, yeah. And, so tell us more about that. This is something that I thought about years ago when I was a political reporter here for the uh, local ABC station in Chicago. It is it is how. African Americans are voting 95% Democrat in these elections, um, but this is in spite of the fact that we have absolutely horrific schools here in the city of Chicago, which is the most Democratic city, and Cook County, which is the most Democratic uh, county, perhaps in the entire country. But we have awful public schools for. For black children, we have um, a criminal justice system that leads the nation in wrongful convictions. We have a property tax system in which it has been confirmed that black homeowners are paying the highest property taxes of some of the highest property taxes in the country. But the common thread through all of this, as you well know, as you guys know. This is a one-party county, city and county. It's entirely Democrat, and the most loyal constituency、uh, for Democrats here in Chicago and Cook County are Black people. We are getting absolutely nothing for our vote, and we have example after example of how the current governor, for instance, not only has he said things on FBI wiretaps that are Racist. 
he also has um, has has created a system now with these new recreational marijuana uh, businesses that were opened in Illinois, in which licenses were simply given to people. J.B. Pritzker promised equity in the dis- distribution of those licenses. Well, as it turned out, during the first wave of licenses, not one African-American owner was chosen. So it's just another example of how the Democratic Party and this governor have, have neglected and disrespected African-American voters. So this time around, I'm working with a local, with a political action committee here in Illinois called the Play by the Rules uh, Political Action Committee. And they have funded an effort to inform black people, black voters, of exactly what's going on. It has not been easy. I'm getting so much blowback from people who take the old Joe Biden line. If if you're not Democrat, then you ain't black. Remember that one? Well, that's the line that a lot of people are taking uh, toward me right now. I'm getting quite a bit of blowback, but I'm also getting a lot of support. People who are finally waking up to what's going on in Chicago and Cook County in terms of the Democratic Party. It's delivering nothing. We have horrible black neighborhoods here in the city of Chicago. And this is after 75 years of devotion to the Democratic Party. And I believe, and several other people who are certainly helping me in this effort believe that the time is right. Right now, we have to break it now. Should have done it two years ago, should have done it yep. 10 years ago. But now is a time to do it because this governor, J.B. Pritzker, has basically disrespected African-American voters uh, since his election and even before his election. He was actually part of the property tax scam here. Here's a yep. billionaire, a multi-billionaire, who takes the toilets out of the house the other mansion next to his mansion so that that mansion can be condemned and he won't have to pay as many property taxes. This is confirmed stuff. And when a billionaire doesn't pay his share of the property taxes here in Illinois, then that means the rest of us have to make up the difference. And this is how black homeowners, particularly in the south suburbs uh, of Chicago, are paying more in property taxes right now than they are paying on their mortgages. Think about that. Uh, Their property taxes have (laughs) gone up so high that they're paying more in property taxes than they're paying in their mortgage. And because the property taxes are so high, their property values are going down. It is a horrific situation. I'm trying to get people to understand that Republicans didn't do this to you. Donald Trump didn't do this to you. The Democrats did it to you. And they must pay. They they must be punished for this. And black voters have to show up and express that. Uh, and can mean, I just uh, dovetail on something yes. that, that Charles said there, Jeannie? Yes. This this is these are these are facts uh, that a lot of people aren't aware of. And again, I know this is a national show. We have a lot of listeners in, in, in Texas and on the East Coast, not just Chicago. But we've got this, this governor in Illinois 
who purports to speak for all Illinoisans, but he was on record. Uh, Charles mentioned it this uh, this uh, wiretap uh, a bunch of years ago, not not that long ago actually, during the Rod Blagojevich scandals and impeachment. It was revealed that Blagojevich and JB were uh, trying to talk about who would replace Barack Obama, and JB was throwing out some names. And he said some really disrespectful, offensive and patronizing things about one of the most popular politicians in Illinois, Jesse White, uh, who is an African-American secretary of state here in our state. And, and Republicans and Democrats, fr- frankly, uh, all like yep. Jesse he White. Wins by 80% he said a really dismissive, awful thing about mm-hmm. him. And and he kind of got into it with uh, Robin Kelly, who is the head of the uh, Democratic Party of uh, of Illinois for a while, who happens to be African-American as well. And she kind of jabbed him in a in a speech she gave recently. Um, I've listened on and off to WVON, one of the uh, most powerful radio stations in Chicago, which is a, 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 a you know, which caters, I know, to the African-American uh, uh, listener. And there's a lot of people calling in to that station saying, uh, we're not sold on J.B. Pritzker and we're going to write in somebody else and we're going to do something else because they don't feel like he has their back. And Charles mentioned something specific, too, with the with the licensing issue. There's a lot of other things, too. Again, these are just facts that a lot of people aren't aware of. Uh, there's a there's a there's a lot of space between J.B. Pritzker and um, and different demographic groups here in this state that uh, is uh, is is not being reported on in uh, the uh, the statewide and Chicago media. Well, you I mean, know, he's 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 expecting to get 90, 95 percent of the black vote. He's expecting that. I mean, they they count that uh, mm-hmm. when when they're campaigning and when they're spending money to um, to collect the votes. They don't even try the Democrats. They don't even try anymore to attract uh, the, the, the African-American vote because they assume they're going to get their 95% of that so they don't have to do anything after they're elected to, um, to thank the African-American community for its support. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just take it for granted. And well, unfortunately, yeah. the last several cycles, they've been getting it that way. Well, it needs to stop. I mean, here's the deal. I think, I think every single voter should ask who runs the systems, right? You, t- you want to talk about systemic racism? Who runs the systems? Well, we know who runs the systems in, in Chicago, from, from the Chicago public schools to the Chicago city to Cook County, where it resides, to the state of Illinois. It's all run by Democrats. It's not different in other major cities. Listeners, I mean, chime in here. Give us, uh, you know, tell us what's going on in your state. 1-800-723-8289 is the phone number here. This is not just a Chicago issue. You can go anywhere to any major school uh, city. Look at New York, a disaster, a disaster of criminality. Schools are doing terrible there, too. And it's all run by Democrats. The entire chain of command is Democrats. And it has been that way for decades. And nothing changes. These people, I mean, this is the easiest thing to point out to people. in, In the 1980s, Chicago... The black Chicago in particular uh, went through a renaissance of sorts. I mean, that's when Oprah Winfrey began her program. She now is a billionaire. Michael Jordan was playing basketball here. Um, This was the center of African-American life in the country. We were booming. Jesse Jackson Mm -hmm. ran for president two times and changed, really, uh, the entire Democratic Party in his effort uh, to organize people around the country. 
Uh, this was an incredible African-American community in the 1980s. But guess what? Ronald Reagan was president and we had a Republican governor. Wow, what was that about? And basically people were depending on themselves and not on, on, a, on a, a, a dependency oriented kind of government. So I tell that to people all the time when they become so fearful of a Republican governor or Republican president. They actually did better. And they certainly periods. did better under Trump. Everybody did yeah. better under I mean, Trump. It's, it's, it's amazing. I mean, the um, lowest unemployment, so black difficult. unemployment rate under Donald the Trump. The lowest. people are getting is so, is so biased. Well, we're coming uh, to that. Listen, we've got about 16 seconds left in the segment. Hold that thought, Charles, because we need you, you. You've been in the media. Michael Coolidge, you've been a former radio show host for 14 years. Um, what's what what's wrong with our media? I mean, they're, they're partly to blame, no doubt. And uh, for the listeners here, I just want you to remember that Bruce it, Dumont is in the hospital getting some tests done. Hopefully he's out in the next couple days. But that is why I am trying, trying to fill in for him. He's got big shoes to fill. I don't know that I'll ever be able to do it. At Jersey Mike's, you can elevate any sub by getting the juice. Red wine vinegar and an olive oil blend. It's how a Jersey Mike sub gets its exquisite zing and how bites get boosted. The juice adds a certain something extra, an exclamation on top of the freshly sliced meats and toppings, the kind of exclamation you can eat. Order Jersey Mike subs on our mobile app and get delivery right to your home or pick up from your nearest Jersey Mike sub location. Jersey Mike's, be a sub above. Song again. Yay. Here's that song again. For the hundredth time today. Here's that song again. It's gonna be stuck in your head all day. Yay. Here's that song again. It will make you cray cray. You love your kids enough to watch that TV show a bajillion times. Yay. Love them enough to make sure they're in the right car seat for their age and size. Show them you love them. Keep them safe. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. It's a bully, but we aren't afraid of a fight. It's elusive, but our focus never fades. It's deadly, but we were born to defeat cancer. You may not have heard of us, but our work has helped millions impacted by cancer. We are the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. We are leaders in advancing breakthroughs in immunotherapy, genomics, and personalized medicine. This research saves lives. After 65 years of fighting blood cancers, we've arrived at a game-changing belief. The cures for cancer are in our blood. The drugs and treatments we've developed for blood cancers have helped people affected by many different types of cancers. We are the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. Beating cancer is in our blood. Learn more at LLS.org. If you talk and they will hear you. We all want our kids to grow up safe and healthy. So we show them how. And we tell them with honest conversations that let them know what we expect. Not just one time, 
But every chance we get, that's especially important when it comes to alcohol and other drugs. Kids not only need to know the dangers and how to avoid them, they need to hear it often from you. And when it comes to pain medications, opioids, they need to know that they should never be taken without a prescription and never shared with friends or family. It's dangerous and illegal. So talk with your kids and guide them through the challenges of growing up safe and healthy. Because when you talk, they hear you. For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs, visit underagedrinking.samhsa.gov. So talk, you can do it if you try. All right, welcome back to the program. We're at the bottom of the hour. Uh, let me take a moment here, though, just to pause and let each of you actually introduce yourself in the way that you want listeners to know who you are. Michael Coolidge, let's start with you. Oh, sure. Uh, yep, Mike Coolidge. I appreciate the, the intro earlier. I was a former Army officer like you, Jeannie Ives. Yes. We both went through um, the officer candidate situation. I know you went to West Point. I went through ROTC and uh, served uh, for six years on active duty, including a year in Operation Iraqi Freedom. Got into radio after I got out of the Army, hosted a syndicated show throughout the state of Illinois on various stations for 14 years. And then I ran for Congress uh, in a primary that just occurred. I uh, lost that primary and was picked up by the people who played by the rules pack at the time, a relatively newer uh, political action committee uh, led by Dan Proft. And um, I've been the spokesman for them since June. And gosh, it's been a really exciting time. So much of what we've been working on have become national stories. This awful safety act that uh, was just talked about on Tucker Carlson just on Friday night and Joe Rogan mentioned it. And it's just probably the worst law in the entire country passed by any legislative body, which is going to make second degree murder, kidnapping, robbery, burglary, arson, threatening a public official, among other things, non-detainable offenses when someone is arrested. It's also going to get rid of cash bail, which in uh, New York uh, is the case right now, and it's not exactly working out. And it is uh, just been yeah. an absolute scourge on Chicago, on the suburbs, and it will take put it will uh, come into effect uh, statewide on um, January 1st, if nothing is done, if J.B. Prisker doesn't win re-election. And I had the uh, privilege of meeting uh, Charles Thomas just a couple of uh, weeks ago for the first time in person, even though I watched him for years on ABC Chicago 7. And uh, yeah, we have a really well, important election coming up. And yep. We're uh, really excited about uh, not just this election, but the school boards and municipal elections after that. Okay, so listen here, Michael, like you just bashed the one of the initiatives of the black caucus and i know this is a nationwide program we're going to get to you but charles thomas here's what's important because here's where i want to go uh first of all give us a more in a better introduction for you than i just gave you a couple lines uh of intro i want you to intro yourself and then i want you to just turn right away to this idea it's speaking about particular issues like the safety act would be a great example but you can use any number of them why is it that the media wasn't all over that issue when it was being passed. Why is the media, I mean, I, I find them biased. We have a caller on the line, Joy. We're going to get to you, Joy. Hold on. You want to comment on the right-wing media. 
Charles, I want to, I want you to comment on the left wing media after you introduce yourself. Tell us what's well, going I just on. had I had just had an experience with the left wing media. Some of my former colleagues at uh, ABC Seven they tweeted that I was a sellout. Now the, these are um, colleagues that um, I mean they tweeted it. Um, the the lead anchor at the time that I worked there, a fellow named Ron Majors and the sportscaster um, Mark Gian Greco, they tweeted or Gian Greco tweeted that I was a sellout. And then um, Mr. Majors then sort of co-signed that. And I, and I wondered, well, what did I sell out? Who did I sell out to? Well, it was interesting because I think they were saying that the media isn't supposed to think like you think. I think that's what they meant. And I said, well, how do you think? I mean, it's the whole liberal culture in uh, newsrooms all over the country that has consumed them. And this is something that's really happened over the past six years, say, since Donald Trump ran for president and then went through everything he went through uh, during his term. But the fact that they would say that I sold out, sold out what? Sold out to who? I mean, who did I sell out? Well, I sold them out because they have a liberal built-in liberal bias um, that I, I believe seeps into their, their reporting and their worldview. Um, uh, you know, I was in the business for 45 years before I retired in 2017. I retired about six weeks after Donald Trump's inauguration. And that's when this stuff really took hold of the media. And I think people began to push narratives as opposed to reporting the news. And it, it's happening everywhere. I think the locals were slow to get on, on board, but now I believe they're on board. They're starting to use uh, descriptions. Like I, I've heard them describe Darren Bailey, who is the Republican running for governor in Illinois, as far right. I said, well, what makes him far right? Oh, he's, uh, he's pro-life. And he's pro Second Amendment. And I look at them and I say, well, hey, I'm pro-life and I got a Floyd car. I mean, so what what am I an extremist too? Am I far right? No, no. They're 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 make calling people names. That's what they do best. Call people names well, to it's, distract yes. from the fact yes. that they haven't accomplished anything so that is that is an that is an entirely entirely a problem in the media so oftentimes they will describe people in their news reporting in a particular way rather than exactly. just rather than just putting out the facts and, and without all these descriptors and yeah, it, they, it, they, they, they call darren bailey far right they, i've heard them yep. call you genie Ives, far right what, what is that well I mean, the, i'll tell you what they don't know here's here's one thing uh, I, I will. I have said this before about the media. And Joy, we are going to get to you in just a moment here. Um, sometimes I feel the media, when I was a state legislature legislator, at least, they're not qualified to ask me questions. They don't even know enough about their subject matter that they want to talk to me about to ask an intelligent question. And I don't have two hours to expand, explain, you know, pension reform to them. Or so, tax some, policy, some do, or the budget, uh, or some whatever. Do, uh, some do, but a lot of them don't. don't. Well, I would agree with that. Mm -hmm. uh, they just send you over there. Hey, go interview Jeannie Ives, and 
they'll be in the car on the way over on their phone googling genie ives to find out what they should ask and they ask the sophomoric questions uh that you probably remember them asking yes i, um, I have a, a, a somewhat of a theory about it unless you want to go to let's joy, go to joy uh, quick Jean. because she's been holding on joy from spokane sure. washington um let's let's hear what you have to say about the media Okay, well, I um, grew up in a democratic family. I lived in the, and that was very unusual. My dad was in the service for almost 30 years, and my mom came from a very red part of Missouri. But I lived in the Bay Area for 25 years, so I was very much in a bubble. Um, and then I moved to Spokane, and when um, Trump was elected, I just did not understand it. And it was a very different a very different feeling than any other Republican president. I just did not understand how this man could be elected. And so I started listening to the, um, the right wing radio stations and, and I continued to just to understand the position. And you wouldn't believe the names that Democrats are called on those stations. Morons just idiots. Um, I mean, it's over and over again. I know this isn't their commentators. They're not um, hard news folks. Um, but it is, it is just so awful because they'll say, oh, they're people of no faith. Oh, they um, are this, they are that. And I am not any of those things. But but the language is just awful. And, and I, um, so even to go beyond what I think that, that Biden was elected legally, and I think January 6th was terrible, how do I have a conversation who is talking about progressives as morons, idiots, and the stupidest people they've ever heard? There's no basis for a conversation. And these people have millions of people listening to them and believing what they're saying. Okay, well, I think there's a couple different things here, Joy. Thank you for the call. I really appreciate you weighing in. Uh, you know, I, I put this panel together myself, uh, this entire show, because Bruce was in the hospital. I kind of did it in like less than 24 hours. So it's nice to hear somebody from the other side weigh in. And, and I, I appreciate that you've called in, honestly. She, she's on the money. She's, I mean, she's on the money. I mean, that absolutely does happen. But she's got to remember that it's happening on the other side as well. They're, they're calling people on, on the right side of the, uh, of the political spectrum names as well. And, and, and people are calling people names on the other side. It's an extraordinarily unhealthy situation. It, it's to the point where I, for one, I, for one, uh, I don't want to see Donald Trump run for president in 2024. I think there are others who can reenact Trump's policies that worked and, and without Trump, which means that we'll have, perhaps we'll give those people on the left an off-ramp to get back to common sense. I mean, there's nothing, people call Joe Biden a lot of names. I don't call him names. I just look and see that the man is not capable of being president of the United States. Okay, I, I yeah, I'm not, beyond it. And and yeah. but a lot of people over there on the other side, they won't ever admit that because they 
they're, they're so consumed by this hatred of Donald Trump because Trump is still the boogeyman out there and they, and they can't bring themselves to, to reason again and, and to try to save the country at this point. I mean, okay. We are headed I, into a break. We're going to pick up this conversation when we get back because I'm going to tell you something. I think you're pretty stupid, though, if you think you can change your sex. And I think you're a moron if you're going to do that to a child. And that's where the Democrats are. So we'll have a better conversation about this when we get back. At Jersey Mike's, you can elevate any sub by getting the juice. Red wine, vinegar, and an olive oil blend. It's how a Jersey Mike sub gets its exquisite zinc and how bites get boosted. The juice adds a certain something extra, an exclamation on top of the freshly sliced meats and toppings, the kind of exclamation you can eat. Order Jersey Mike subs on our mobile app and get delivery right to your home or pick up from your nearest Jersey Mike sub location. Jersey Mike's, be a sub above. The possibility of lung cancer can be pretty scary, especially if you're one of approximately 8 million current or former smokers at high risk. That's why SaveByTheScan.org wants you to know that now there's a breakthrough low-dose CT scan that can detect lung cancer early, and it only takes 60 seconds. You stop smoking, now start screening. For an easy quiz to see if you're eligible, visit SaveByTheScan.org. It could save your life. SaveByTheScan.org is brought to you by the American Lung Association's Lung Force Initiative and the Ad Council. When it comes to vaping, the truth can get clouded. So let's make it clear. Vaping is not safe for kids, teens, or young adults. It's just not. Because vaping can put microscopic particles into your lungs. And dangerous things like metals and volatile organic compounds into your body. And nicotine, the same highly addictive substance found in regular cigarettes. Nicotine can harm a person's brain development through their mid-20s. Affecting learning, memory, attention, and impulse control and priming the brain for other addictions. Vaping products also come in kid-friendly flavors that can make them appealing to youth. And many kids also use other drugs, like marijuana, in vaping devices. With appealing flavors, high nicotine levels, and lots of promotion on social media. Many kids think vaping is harmless, but it's not. So talk to your kids about the risks of vaping, because when you talk, they hear you. For more information, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. No word in the English language is less convincing than probably. Are you sure we should get matching tattoos on our first date? Sure. Um, we'll probably stay together. Probably? <laughs> it's been 23 minutes since I ate. I can probably swim. Uh, you should wait 30 minutes. Mm, okay, now tell me what to do. Cannonball! Cramp! Oh, I have a cramp. I can probably hit the green from here. Probably. Can I get a mulligan? Ready to go? Hey, are you sure you're okay to drive? Yeah, I'm pretty sober. Yeah, I'm probably okay. Probably okay isn't okay, especially when it comes to drinking and driving. If you're drinking, call a cab, a car, or a friend. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council.
All right, welcome back. Final segment of this hour. Thank you, guys. So we, we kind of left off. I know. All right, I'm, I'm sorry. I mean, I just had sometimes the policies that are being presented by the Democrats are, are not, don't make sense. Like we just destroyed our energy independence. I, I don't get it. Two million people are flooding across the borders and, and you know, and we can't handle them. And a lot, a lot of the gotaways, we don't know what criminal activity they bring with them. Fentanyl comes over the border flow. I'm sorry, that's a moronic policy to have an open border. Yeah. So I, I, and, I, and, I understand. I understand what I don't like the name calling, and I, I don't try to call names to individuals, but I certainly will point out policy that's moronic. Michael. Yeah, I, and I'll say as a former radio host or one for a very long time. Uh, I kind of reject Joy's premise a little bit there because I consume a ton of radio still. And the Beatles, in my mind, of radio is Rush Limbaugh. I listen to him my entire adult life. And he would always have liberal listeners call in and he would listen to them and discuss things with them. Would never, ever call them an idiot unless they were being really rude to him. And I would like to know what specifically she's talking about there Mm -hmm. because. Uh, again, I'm biased because I'm a conservative Republican, but the conversations that I hear on conservative media, if any time you have a left of center viewpoint on, uh, I mean, Tucker Carlson, he has people who were from the left on all the time. He never ends it with you're an idiot or you're a moron. Again, unless they're being like an Eric Swalwell jerk to him, uh, everything's kind of an individual thing. I think the problem with uh Left of center media, which is the majority of media, I think is they never hear from conservative bona fide viewpoints. They'll have a token conservative on who is maybe an extreme sort of, uh, you know, wishy washy, moderate conservative Republican who who fits their worldview, uh, you know, and I'll name names of Bill Kristol or a I don't know, uh, you know, somebody like that who is who is not a, a, you know, real bonafide true still conservative and uh and you don't hear from a right of center conservative uh, on a lot of the msnbc shows specifically cnn so if they had more balance with viewpoints on a lot of media shows i think we would have a more civil conversation but that doesn't happen anymore Mm -hmm. used to but it doesn't anymore but you know mike uh fox does the same thing with its liberal contributor on yeah. the live and, yeah. and shows uh, like that. But I want to go back to something real quickly that uh, sure. Jeannie talked about and my effort to separate black people from this whole, uh, this holy allegiance or whatever it is to the Democratic Party. Those cultural issues are really beginning to crack mm-hmm. that black support for the Democratic Party. They aren't, the, the people I talk to are not about these cultural, this pronoun business and, and, um, you know, uh, men playing in women's sports. Um, Black people are more conservative than you think, especially on those cultural issues. And they're fine. There's, there's a real, there's a real rift right now in some of the, the cultural issues that the Democrats are supporting either uh, legislatively or just in the in 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 discourse mm-hmm. and i think that's separating them from the democratic party i think it's going to be a surprise 
in the aftermath of this coming um, midterm election, you're going to find a lot of black and Latino voters who are going to switch and they're going to they're moving to the center and to the right, certainly to the right of the um, Democratic Party and where it's gone. Okay. Um, well, parental rights, really big issue uh, among African-Americans as they are with everybody. Yeah, we and talked about that. Is, is a common some common ground here that's been missing over the last uh, half dozen years or so. Yeah, no, I, I just spent time in Dalton, Illinois uh, earlier about and, and all the corruption going down there is is just alarming. And I spoke with three black women who wanted to go on the record about the corruption happening in their own city. So I, I'm, I was very pleased to be able to, to provide them a voice of some sort. Hey, but, you know, we only have like two minutes left here. We have, there's so much more I could talk to you gentlemen about. I mean, there's so many great topics. But what about the fact that we have all sorts of different ways that we can, can consume the news now and we can get the news out? I mean, I think that, there's, that this is going to create a, a better environment for people to actually be informed about all sorts of issues. Because, honestly, I feel like we've been lied to a lot in just the last year. I think we've been misled by experts in the last year. I think the media has shut out expert opinions, but guess what? Those opinions still ended up showing up because we have the Internet. We have people with podcasts. We have people listening to alternate radio stations. Um, but I, I, this is a good thing. More voices are a good thing. I, this is, makes me feel better about the future of America because we're not limited to just a few channels anymore. Charles, I mean, it, it, what's, I, I mean I feel, the legacy media is dying, too. right? The legacy media has its problems. Yeah, I, I, I feel great about it, too, about okay. the fact that we have so many different sources. But I'm very concerned about uh, the, the Facebook and, uh, and, oh, yeah. and some of these big media companies who clearly are censoring uh, the news. And it, it's just no doubt that it's happening. And they're allowing themselves to be manipulated as the FBI tried, uh, tried to manipulate um, the Hunter Biden story, mm-hmm. um, which is fact. I mean, call Mark Zuckerberg a liar then. But he uh, he says that they interfered, that the FBI interfered with information about Hunter's Hunter Biden's laptop. That's fact. That's real. And those are the kinds of things that are happening. And if Facebook would allow them to do that, oh, that's on Facebook as much as it is on the FBI, because the tradition of American journalism is that that should never happen. Something like that should never happen. And it's happening all the time now. People go to Facebook jail. They go to Twitter jail. Yep. Over just the most crazy okay. things, things that were Guys, true. we are out of time. Thank you so much for joining me on Beyond the Beltway with Bruce Dumont. I really appreciate it. You guys have a great rest of the night. And thank you to our listeners. Bruce will hopefully be back here next Sunday night. Going back to school as a working adult doesn't mean you have to sacrifice a high-quality education. Purdue University, a top 10 public university, took its innovative thinking to a new level when it created Purdue University Global for working adults. Discover innovative, practical ways to earn your degree online and advance your career. 
Purdue Global has already awarded more than 1 million credits for prior learning, which means you can save nearly half the cost of your bachelor's. See how close you are to finishing your degree at purdueglobal.edu. That's purdueglobal.edu. Oh, goodbye, bench press. Adios, squat rack. Fare thee well, kettlebell. Hey, Kellen, need a spot? No, Jake from State Farm. I'm just saying goodbye to my pricey gym membership. What? Don't give up what you love. State Farm has options like insuring your home and ride with great rates on both. Nice. Hey, can I buy you a protein shake or a granola bar? Or... For surprisingly great rates, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Call or go to statefarm.com for a quote today. Is that a faucet running? That's not a faucet. That's a river rushing through the forest. Forest rivers provide over 100 million people with clean water to drink. What? I can't hear you because of the vacuum. That's not a vacuum. That's the trees in the forest cleaning up the air we breathe. I didn't know the trees were so amazing. Yep, and the forest gives us shade, trees to climb. That's awesome. Let's go explore some more. Visit the forest today and enjoy all it does just for you. To learn more about the forest and find one near you, go to discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. At Jersey Mike's, you can elevate any sub by getting the juice. Red wine vinegar and an olive oil blend. It's how a Jersey Mike sub gets its exquisite zing and how bites get boosted. The juice adds a certain something extra, an exclamation on top of the freshly sliced meats and toppings, the kind of exclamation you can eat. Order Jersey Mike's subs on our mobile app and get delivery right to your home or pick up from your nearest Jersey Mike sub location. Jersey Mike's, be a sub above. I'll be here to hear what's on your mind. Kids want to share what's going on in their lives with the adults around them. Parents, grandparents, teachers, coaches, and more. They want to know you're listening. And they want to listen to you. They want your input and guidance early and often on all kinds of topics. When it comes to a serious subject like underage drinking, they want to know your expectations as well as how and why, as a young person, they should avoid alcohol. How you talk about it will change as your child grows, but the important thing is to talk about it. Not just once for an hour when you think the time is right, but in 60 one-minute conversations and more that are part of your everyday talks. For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. When you need me, I'll be by your side. 